Hello and welcome to Tinted Specs Podcast. I'm Georgina and joining me today is Tom Frearson from Be Fearsome. Welcome, Tom. Hello. Thank you for having me. No, thank you so much for fitting me in your busy uh, schedule. Uh, if you want to just give everyone a little introduction and tell everyone what you do, that'd be great. Yeah, cool. So um, I'm the head coach and founder of Be Fearsome, uh, a fitness and lifestyle business based in central London. And we've got a global online elite reach. Um, so we offer pretty much anything that's outdoors. Um, so outdoor fitness, boot camps, personal training, um, triathlon coaching, uh, we do corporate team building outdoors, um, sort of anything outdoorsy. We've got a team of about 20 trainers uh, and a couple of mo- vans that are like mobile gyms that we use around London to, to run our, our services. Uh, and then we have an online side of our business as well, um, which has developed in the last 18 months um, to, to help people further afield. Yeah, and I can say I've definitely benefited from uh, the online stuff and in the park. Um, and I think I've now tried out three of the different classes, B-Mobile, HIT, Boot Camp, and another one, maybe. I can't remember. Is there another one? Uh, anyway. There's, yeah, there's Running Club as well. Running Club, yeah, which I haven't done, actually. But they're all uh, great outdoor fitness classes in the park or online. But what I wanted to start with was um, I just mentioned to you before we started that your surname is very close to um, the the name of the company, Be Fearsome. So it would be great to hear that little story you uh, told us just before. Yeah, so back when I set the business up oh, uh, five years ago, six years ago, um, I basically, I used to have this thing all the time. People used to confuse my name as think my surname was Tom Fearson, uh, including when I used to come back through passport control and uh, when I was working abroad a lot and they'd always be like, oh, Tom Fearson, what a name that is. I'm like, dude, you need a new job. But yeah, thanks. Uh, and that would basically, it was brought to my attention by my brother-in-law that it'd be a pretty cool name uh, to call the company a Fearson, bit of name in there, but also it's like empowerment and, and sort of ownership and, and just you know, not being scared of anything. Uh, so we did and uh, here we are yeah it's it's such a great name so it's be fearsome in fitness and in life and it definitely is because I think that when you're healthy inside you're kind of more motivated outside as well aren't you um are there have there been any amazing stories from people that are members of be fearsome that have kind of gone on to do something which is pretty incredible yeah, we have people doing some amazing achievements all the time. Like we had a member last month do his first triathlon in his mid-60s uh, and sort of springboard off of, of his training with us and stuff, which was amazing to see. Uh, I've had I've had clients go on and become coaches. Like, uh, So I've got somebody at the minute who I've coached in Ironman training for a few years, a lady, and she's gone on and decided to coach and, and spend her time uh, with menopausal women and helping them to, to be able to, you know, I did a, thing with her is just amazing stuff like that and but um it's it's best when i see people like the underdog story where someone it's great having great super fit people that's wonderful you know train some amazing high level athletes uh one of our, our girls one of our coaches and she's also a coached athlete by me she's a gb athlete she's just she basically just smashes it uh and that's wonderful i'm so proud of them but I really touch my heart when I, I see that underdog story or people actually using what they've they've learned from us to help other people. And that's just fantastic. Yeah, no, there are some great stories. And also it's brilliant to see because you're, I mean, you know, but, and I know, cause I go to class, but there's such a range of fitness of uh, people, levels of people that actually come and ages as well. So every class is good for someone who's really fit and not fit very, not very fit either. Um, so it's kind of, built for everyone and you also have a bit of a nutrition arm as well don't you 
Yeah, so it's it's very much about, I set the business up purely to be inclusive, so it's about inclusivity, and it, again, it's great to have elite athletes, it's great to have beginners, and it's great to have everyone in between, especially, you know, of all age, I think our oldest client is, is mid, sort of, mid-late 70s, um, and they just mix in with everyone, and generally the feedback we get from people when they come to these boot camps, or classes, or want to just see the community as a whole, so we try to have it as a community, um, is they're just like, I can't believe how many different people from different walks of life one minute you've got a ceo or you've got somebody working at goldman sachs and the next minute you've got someone i don't know baking cakes and or making homemade pizza delivery and stuff like that it's, it's amazing um so yeah that's fantastic and then from a nutrition side yeah so i'm a nutrition coach as well uh, and i spend a lot of time a lot more of my time now working with people online doing nutritional coaching uh, as as well as the, the sort of the face-to-face stuff and uh, you also mentioned the other week a bit about well-being as well, because that's quite an important topic for you. Yeah, huge. Um, you know, f- from my perspective, it's 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 not just about fitness, uh, which is why we did the fitness and in life. Because yes, fitness is a big part of it, but it's it's the holistic thing. And you know, I've, we've got off four or five depending on whether you talk to a business or not pillars of wellness which is fitness nutrition lifestyle mindset and now we've just introduced mental health because i've qualified as a mental health first aid instructor so i can teach people you know proper courses uh and it's important that all of this stuff is taken into account and then when we're helping people in wellness programs whether it's one-on-one or in a company which we do quite a bit more of now is that some people they hear the word fitness and they go no thanks i'm done but they don't realize fitness for them is going for a walk twice a week that's plenty but they might gain something from the nutrition or the mindset or just building it into their lifestyle so uh, i think anyone who approaches um your health condition weight all those kind of things from a it's all about fitness point of view is, is way off the mark um and if they understand the bigger picture and the pillars that we introduce it can be so much more inclusive yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. And then also, I suppose uh, that springboards us into kind of the mental health side of things as well. So um, I know that you read a lot of books uh, kind of about uh, making the best of yourself and improving yourselves. And and uh, you were talking about um, you read a book about someone and now you're getting up earlier in the morning, if I got that right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've had to get up early for years because of, of my job. Um but um, I read I read a book, the the, the Miracle Morning. Uh, it was a really good book, and I'd already got a great morning, not great. I'd already got an okay morning routine, and I read this book, and it just changed my perception. It gave me some really good things that I use myself and also clients now. Uh, and I get up at five most days, and I have a set morning routine. And my morning routine takes an hour and a half if I do exercise as well, which is six days a week uh includes yoga meditation journaling and and back to the reading point is you know every morning the daily stoic gets read i'm, I'm really into stoicism uh and and just the concepts of that uh, and i journal this thing's always with me this journal is always here uh and it gets it gets done morning and evening um every single i'd say 90 percent of the time uh, but books in general are just like constantly uh, or I'm always got a book, a book or two on the go and I try to get through one a week if I can um, and I, for tips for anyone who's like how do you get through one book two books a week 
I use audiobooks a lot. So I'll buy the audiobook, I'll buy the physical book, and then I will listen to the audiobook when I'm out running or I'm doing the dishes or I'm just doing chores or I'm driving somewhere, something that doesn't include a lot of concentration, otherwise you can't really take the book in. And I listen to it on one point between 1.6 and 1.75 speed. So I, I, I process information so much faster now because of doing this. And then I make notes in the book in the evening and highlight the bits that really interested me. So I've got that physical thing to go back to and refer to. And that for me has been a game changer of knowledge and, and things. So a big tip there if you can. Yeah, that's that. So a little bit faster than you take it in more and then writing notes in the evening. I'm terrible at reading books, particularly those kinds of books, if I'm perfectly honest, but I've got two on the go. Can't remember the names, but um, I'm going to go and uh, start reading them again. But I think what's really interesting in all businesses at the moment, I mean, obviously, Beer Fism is a fitness business, that how important the um, kind of wellness side and mental health side is, is as well. It seems to be filtering across into every single business. And so um, do you, how important is it for Beer Fism to have all of these elements to it? Um, so for the mental health side, you know, the mental health problem has been exactly, it was there, it's been exacerbated uh, by, by by the last 18 months, obviously, and it's starting to trickle down into businesses and it's starting to become a, a real focal point for, for every single business. Personally, you know, as a background, ex-Royal Marines, Afghanistan veteran. Um, so, you know, I've been through my own and seen other people go through their own mental health journeys and difficulties. And, you know, I hold my hands up and say I've had help and, and things like that. And so I've got an understanding of my own mental health and of it. But to to bring it out in the open and make people get rid of the stigma around it, which was around it for so many years. Actually, in the military, we were a lot better at it because we used to actually talk about it. Mm. Um, but in the in, in the day to day street, you just don't don't talk about it, or you didn't. So it's really important that people are starting to talk about it more because it's in the next few years it's going to come come out so much more. So the reason we've included that within our programs is because we we were seeing a, a huge gap, and I, we've always touched on it with mindset and resilience. But I believe mindset and resilience are actually separate to mental health. They're one thing. Uh, and mental health is another, but the two go so well together around the other pillars. So the reason we offer so much to answer that question or offer these different things is because as we evolve as a business, as we meet new people, as our, as, as we all as trainers, not just me, read new books and get new ideas and be open and you know, introduce to new coaches and different people, um, we realize how many people we might be missing. Uh, and if we can help them with their mental health and their, their mindsets, which then changes them to do something about their fitness and exercise, then excellent. Because although I've said the things are separate, they, they all interlink. And, and realistically, without one of them, you're missing out. Uh, and sometimes that one piece of the puzzle that they're good at or they understand or you can help them with then starts to put the other pieces together. Uh, so you can just help someone as a whole. I think that's so important. I hope that was really well put. So, yeah, by helping someone to understand their mental health, it could allow them to open up to wanting to get fit. So it's kind of opening a little door, which opens another little door, which then brings it kind of all together. I mean, uh, so the pandemic must, uh, well, I know, hit Be Fearsome uh, quite hard at the beginning because obviously it was such a shock. But how did you uh, develop uh, Be Fearsome over that time and, and come out stronger at the end of it? So I saw it come in. I'm a planner. I saw it come in uh, and I can see what's going to happen in the UK. So I planned ahead and it was sounds really silly. But at the time they were like, 
impossible to get webcams. And I bought up a load of webcams. Uh, I had to scrounge around everywhere for them, but I bought up a load of webcams and built the platform for everything to go online instantly. So we took all of our face-to-face classes, all of our PTs, all of our socials, all of our corporate work, everything just went online instantly. Now, don't get me wrong, the first few were probably rubbish. Uh, and our tech probably wasn't where it is now. Or it wasn't where it is now. But the point is, is that we we evolved and adapted quickly. And when I say we, I mean, oh, sure, me and the business, you know, the fourth one to think about, but it's way more than that. It was about the team. And you know a lot of my team and my, a lot of my team are technical technophobes they are they're just not they, they want to be there in the park doing a session or a pt and that's it they don't want to be dealing with the tech get them to use the bfism app to book in classes is, is hard work let alone get them to uh stream a class and, and all that kind of thing so but the members as well they responded really really quickly and we had a drop-off rate of clientele of about i think it was between five and ten percent maximum now, you compare that to most gyms, you compare that to most outdoor fitness, you can compare that to any face-to-face product service, it's 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 nothing compared to, to what, what, what other people lost. And we actually pick people up along the way as we evolved. Uh, and the biggest thing from my perspective as a, a leader in my business was to, to, to take everybody on a journey and try to keep people together. Um, I do know that the, the whole community, I call it the BFS and community because, you know, where we are, and we do a lot of charity work in the in the in the local communities around where we mainly are, which is Hyde and Bassey Park. But there were so many people that were all of us isolated and alone, and it was really important to um, bring them together in the best way possible. Uh, which I think was the main reason for a lot of people to keep doing it was the social element, and then um, and then also keep my guys working because they lost all of their other work, um, you know, and and helping them to then. Um, any other work they did elsewhere for themselves to use the facilities that we'd set up and we let them use all our tech and our platforms to deliver their own PT sessions so they could keep the income coming in and look after themselves and their families. Uh, and that was the main focus for the for the, for the period, um, which had evolved massively because we gradually grew massively coming through Corona and then out the other side of it um, because we just, we just adapted, really. No, it was incredible because it weren't just – there wasn't just one class a day. It was many more than one class a day. And, and I, for one, definitely, um, when I was working solidly uh, all the way through. So I was stressed because I was working five days a week, but lots of other people weren't. So for them, it gave them something to get up for and to, to do later on in the day. And I think some people were doing two online classes a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. Um, but it wasn't just that. Uh, if you've been going to your classes before, you knew other people. So that was still a bit gobby and a bit, you know, a bit of banter going on. And then uh, you also did the like socials on a Friday as well. And, um, there was other nutrition stuff. So, so there was a hu- there was a huge online community. Um, so I, for one, I know, struggled to get back to the park. After, <laughs> did you? Did other people struggle as well? Yeah, the concept of it was huge. Yeah. Like the mindset shift because you've got to bear in mind people were in a state of lockdown, pretty much, not a bit on and off, but for, for, for the best part of 12, 18 months. And within that time, habits change and the way people interact changes and the way people feel comfortable changes and a lot of people weren't comfortable for quite a while coming back down to the park we did everything we had a very very strict policy of keeping people apart literally i would physically separate them with cones and they couldn't you know um no touching of each other sharing care all those things were, were in place but people were worried understandably even though they were outside 
Um, and it was just a case of making an environment that um, they, they felt good coming back to. Um, but traveling there was a problem. So all of these things. So we kept our online offering going and we still do to, to try to, to help people. And we, we had an integration into sort of like an in-between stage where we have both running to try and bring people back steadily because we knew that most people really did want to get back to face to face online boot camps and, and that side of it. I think we do corporate stuff, a lot of corporate stuff now online because of the devil got teams working all over the, the country now spread out. But a lot of our online stuff for our people in the parks has, has dwindled down because really everybody loves that actual social interaction of being in the park. Um, but it was tough for a lot of people. Uh, also, what was tough, I must say, is you couldn't hide behind a camera uh, and just pretend <laughs> you were tying your shoelace uh, when your instructor was stood right in front of you. Yeah, no, I have to say, I had realised how, I mean, at the same time, without the online classes, my fitness would have been, I would have got really, really fat. So I didn't get really, really fat. But the problem was, I was pretty unfit when I came back to the class. And um, I haven't done a boot camp, but I've done the hit classes. And I realised, you know, doing the weights, oh my gosh, yeah, it's crazy. But um, I actually have to be honest, no, I did do boot camp. The first one I came, I nearly cried because I was so, I'd built it up to such a big, deal about going to the park and it wasn't even about coronavirus really I think it was just seeing people getting to the park it was just the whole thing so I was like oh I was really worried about coming you know I was all and it was this crazy thing and then and I realized I don't know what I was worried about because it wasn't about catching coronavirus it was more about it was changing habits I think was was really hard yeah, because, you know, I think I remember that session. I'm pretty sure I yeah. was there for that session. And you were yeah. only going to come down just to watch. And then yeah. you're like, oh, maybe I'll have some kit and I'll do a bit. And then before I knew it, you were smashing a session and you were just like, that was amazing. Um, which, is, which we saw so much. And I was, yeah. that's what I said to people. If you want to come down, just do 20 minutes. Do half, do 10 minutes. Yeah. And then go or watch or whatever. And, and nine times out of 10, they do that. And then they, they'd stay and, and do the whole session which is what you did. Mm. Um, but what it, I think a lot of the time, it's that different psychology. It's, it's, it's all of a sudden people are going to see me exercising. They're going to see my jiggly bits. They're going to see me out of breath. They're going to see me struggling. Whereas before we've had so long of people not, you could, you could hide. I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a in a self-protective preservation kind of way. You could easily hide. Um, and, and, and all of a sudden you were out there. But actually, that's what really spurs us on to, to push ourselves and do better and encourage other people when they're struggling. Um, but it takes a bit of time getting used to. Yeah. And also, I think it's a really good first step because uh, to go back to the office as well. So if you can go back to the park, you can go back to the office. I think that's what I'm yeah. telling myself anyway. But um, there are still um, some people who are haven't quite made it to the park and I know that you're trying to kind of get them them back again what advice would you give them to kind of come back and join the rest of us getting sweaty what I'd say is is is, is re- remember the things that you did enjoy remember the things what the, you know the feelings you had of being outdoor you know outdoor and exercise are two of the best things you can do for you physically and mentally so we're combining the two here and uh, also the, the social element thrown in um, we're very welcoming to everyone of all ability levels um, but just come down and watch from a distance and see the environment and what's going on and I guarantee if you did that you'll be over speaking to people at the end of the class or whatever um, and just just give it a go 
again, there's never any pressure to do. You can just do two minutes and then stop. It's, um, but just think about the good stuff because that's the, that's the stuff that really does matter. The endorphins, the feelings of that. I feel being around human beings doing one thing and that is there's no, you know, we do have a little competition in our classes and, and all our things, but it's, it's, it's only friendly competition between people that want it. Realistically, you're all aiming towards one goal and that is to be outside, get active, deal with your own fitness and mental health um, and you do it together, which is which doesn't get any better than that, I don't think. So how do you, what do you see the future of Be Fearsome? How do you see it developing in the next five years? Uh, wow. Okay. So, you know, in the last two years, it's developed massively. Uh, two and a half years ago, it was me and a van doing PTs uh, around London um, and, and triathlon coaching. Now, I don't actually take many sessions personally because we've got a team that do that, but I take I take sessions and PTs for fun now. I don't do it as part of the business to, to, to earn money as such. I do it because I really enjoy it and I enjoy people. Um, I spend a lot of my time now looking at corporate models so we can help more people in our programs which is i think is a big future of the business uh also um you know transformation coaching sort of one-on-one transformation coaching is quite huge and i'm doing quite a bit of that and i'm going to get the team start doing that as well because it challenges them it pushes them to get a nutrition qualification it pushes them to you know to grow as, as, as coaches which i think always helps um, and that's where I see, you know, the future of the business and, and what I see as a definite future of the business is, is our boot camps in the park. It's like our shop front on Hawksford Street, right? So they're, they're, they're what the, the trainers love it. I love it. The members love it. It's a high amount of people. It's very costly to run this kind of operation uh, compared to the online stuff, for example. But it's it's what makes us who we are. It's what makes our community. And I do 100% believe it's the reason we are where we are today because people see that and then go, I want them to do my corporate wellness for me or I want to be coached by that. I want to be in that environment, that inclusive, uh, positive infectious enthusiasm environment so i see that part of the business you know i I don't well i don't want to say that i don't see it growing massively and we'll take on more parks i don't know but i see that as being the the keystone to our business for the for the future with everything else kind of spidering off it and every now and again somebody else comes across comes up with a good idea or somebody else comes across our path and joins our team who's got a, a different skill and we go, well, yeah, we can help more people. Our aim is to help more people be the, uh, you know, the best version of themselves. That's actually our mission statement. So the more people can help in different things is, you know, there's, there's no limit really. No. And um, I think what's really important is how much value you put on the people that work within your team and how you kind of look after them. That seems to be quite important uh part seems to be an important part of the be fearsome kind of ethos yeah it's 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 the forefront to be honest with you it's that um it's that richard branson saying you know you know don't worry about your customers worry about your staff you know they'll look after it. and and i don't see them as staff they're a team we're a team we are a team uh and we help each other out we, we know each other's lives you know inside out we spend a lot of time together inside and outside of, of work um, but it's a culture thing and, and, you know, everybody fits in that culture, which is inclusivity. And if anyone doesn't, we've not really had anyone come into the team and not fit. Um, but, um, but what's really important is, is, uh, it's more than just a business 
to me. Obviously, it is a business and it needs to make money and it needs to be profitable and it needs to be time sensible. But what's important is that um, that that we have people there who want to be there doing something they want to do. Uh, and if the if that ever stops, it's time to sit back and review it because without that. Um, we're just not what we set up to be when we first started. And, and that's the most important thing for me is that that culture, but the team come first. Um, yeah. And I suppose the team are the heart, aren't they? And the, the camps, uh, sorry, the parks are like the window front, but it's all kind of stems from the, the heart of the team, doesn't it? So. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter how many fancy adverts you've got and all that kind of thing. And, and, and you, I could buy 20 vans and have all over the country, whatever. It, without a good team, and that's where a lot of companies do fail, is they don't have that team and they don't look after that team. And, and, and that's hopefully where we are different and can continue to be different. So uh, what do you think uh, Be Fearsome and yourself learned over the last kind of 18 months to two years, uh, you know, through the pandemic? Is there anything um, that you, um, uh, you feel that the company or yourself has? I would say... Uh, <sighs> We've, we've learned how to, we already knew how to, it's, it was in our ethos, improvise, adapt and overcome, which is a military thing that, that personally and a lot of the military guys on my team have always sworn by. Um, we we learned that we could improvise and adapt pretty much to anything. There's been some t- testing times where I'm not sure, you know, some sleepless nights where I'm not sure what the future holds. Um, but that's a huge one. But also as well as um, people are awesome, you know, Um People will do wonderful things for each other. Uh, there's people out there who aren't awesome and won't do wonderful things for each other. But all we can do is is just keep our community and what we've got with awesome people in there. And if somebody comes into the sphere that isn't of that thought process, kill them with kindness and just um, just eventually <laughs> they'll give in. Because if everybody else around them is positive and feeling great and helps each other, then eventually they'll either turn that way or disappear. And, and that's something I've learned is, you know, um, I think that's really important. Yeah, I love that. Kill them with kindness. Very good. Um, Tom, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, where can everyone find out a bit more about Be Fearsome? Uh, just Google Be Fearsome and it will come up. Uh, we're pretty, you know, pretty highly ranked on, on Google, but BeFearsome.com is our website and uh, you'll see there's lots of stuff we do on there or get us on social media. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Tom, and see you in the park soon. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.